This is part for the course, where two totally average golfers discuss the ups and downs of the golf world and their own golf games. We'll share stories, insights, and our thoughts and opinions, which may or may not be well-informed. Through the good and the bad, though, everything here is par for the course. Welcome in all you birdie chasers, weekend warriors, golf rage monsters, and even you non-golf enthusiasts. This is another week and another episode of Par for the Course. I am your host, John Webb. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Andy Proctor. What's going on, my buddy? What up? What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been given <laughs> feedback. I guess you could call it feedback that Andy starts every episode by saying, what up, what up? What up, what up? And um, I wouldn't specify where it comes from, but <laughs> I, I'm glad that you're keeping it. Saturday Night Live's Black Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Keenan Thompson. Well, Andy, it's been a few weeks since we last recorded, and uh, yeah, I'd say that minute. there is a lot that has been going on. Wouldn't you say so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. A couple tournaments, both professionally and locally. A mm-hmm. couple uh, local heroes at the Wasatch Tour that yeah. we'll have to talk yes. about. We got uh, it done. But what we want to start out today with is our favorite segment, PGA Tour, How Did You Score? Three, two, one, Go. Okay, Andy, Masters Week has gone by, it's been about three weeks since the Masters, however, we have not talked about it. We waited so long for it. We did. And it just whisked by. I know. It came and it went in the snap of a finger. It was like Christmas and Halloween. Oh, man. What a week. Just came and went. Honestly, it did not disappoint for me. What about you? No, not even a little bit. I I loved, it was fun, like Masters Week is always fun, but I thought this year was particularly fun precisely because we like we made a weekend out of it right mm-hmm. we um john came over on friday night we played uh ea's new masters masters you know pga tour so masters fun. edition also really hard but really fun that's it's pretty great the yeah. graphics are wonderful really fun game <laughs> yeah uh so we did that on friday night and then on saturday morning we had a bunch of folks over for a masters breakfast party Mm-hmm. Which is really great. So we we watched that, and then when the round the uh, the Saturday round got canceled, we all went to the range. It was it was you a know, great weekend. We had an azalea plant in our house. We had you know yellow and green and red decorations, and mm-hmm. we had you know breakfast, and it was just great. It was a great weekend. Well, uh, I feel like we first should start out with our predictions. Um, Andy started by saying Rory was going to be the winner, and then the rest of the top five was Cam <laughs> Smith. John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, and Jordan Spieth. I also thought Rory was going to win. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, and Max Homa. So top five technically was John Rahm was our winner of the Masters at 12 under. He played fantastic. So um, we each get a point for that. We each got a point for that. Next two t- uh, tied for second was Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka, two live guys. So I got a point for that. You got a point for that. Uh, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, bleh, and Russell Henley. <laughs> tied for fourth so, so we both got a point for that so andy got three points i got two I covered a point which puts the total at eight points for me and seven for andy thus far on the PGA tour season i picked the wrong live guy although i will say i picked cam smith mm-hmm. he was just outside he was in seventh yeah, tied for seventh 
I'll say uh, that final round was super fun for me, I, as we all, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know we do not like Brooks Kepka on this show. <laughs> um, and again, the final round did not disappoint, although it was kind of fun to have that energy and excitement going into the yeah. weekend. And I will say, foreshadowing, I feel for Brooks Kepka. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Little poor teaser. Brooksy. <laughs> little teaser. Poor, poor Brooksy. Yeah, I, I was just looking at the scores, and I didn't realize the Brooks shot three over that final round, which is not at all what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, John Rahm, man, he just was consistent throughout. His third round was okay. He was one over. But under par each round other than that, Yeah, walked away with $3.24 million is the winner. But mm, I don't think he really change. cares. Got a green jacket out of it. He is now the third Spaniard to win the Masters, I believe. That's right. Um, yeah, just you know, a phenomenal tournament. Do you know what I didn't know? Hmm. I didn't know. I saw an interview with John Rahm, and apparently um, Augusta has really, really strict rules about when and where and how he is allowed to wear his green jacket in public. Really? Yeah. So, like, anytime he's going to wear the green jacket in mm-hmm. public, mm-hmm. he needs to notify them about it. You're kidding. And they essentially need to approve it. Yeah. What? And they have rules like he's not allowed, like you're not allowed to wear the green jacket with anything less than like golf attire. Either you can dress up and have like really nice slacks and like yeah. a nice collared shirt on or something like that. Or you can, you know, you can have like slacks and a golf polo, but like they don't want anyone walking around with shorts and no t-shirt, like just bare chested underneath their green jacket. That's interesting. Yeah, a lot. Apparently, there are a lot of rules about it, um, hmm. about when and, like I said, how you're able to wear the green jacket. Everything about Augusta and the Masters is so. What is the word? Elitist. Elitist. Exclusive. <laughs> very or it is very traditional golf. Very traditional. Which is why I think it's so secretive. It's, almost. Yeah, kind of weirdly. It's it's why I think it's so interesting that so many live fans, uh, still care about mm-hmm. the Masters because. The Masters and, and Augusta, they exude everything that is old, traditional yeah. golf. It's everything the opposite of live. Yeah, and like like you would never see, I don't know if you saw the other day, the Brooks Kepka. speaking of Brooks Kepka, his hole-in-one that he had in Adelaide mm-hmm. this last week, and it was like... Oh, it was his brother, actually. Oh, was it? It was his brother. Oh, I thought it was yeah. Brooks Kepka. His brother is on live with him. Really? Yes. He's that good of a golfer? I had no idea. I guess. So, yeah, so he had a hole-in-one, yeah. and it was exactly like hole 16 at the Phoenix Open. I mean, yes. gears I did see the video, and that was wild. Everywhere. And that was just at a live tournament. Yeah, it was just at a regular old live tournament. And so, like, and, and you know, people are up in arms about, you know, that's oh, that's so trashy, this and that. But it's like, you know, live fans and the type of fans who would go to the Phoenix Open. Sure. The, the young, youthful crowd that that attracts, totally opposite from Augusta. Oh, yes. So I think it's interesting. Um, so very fun tournament. Happy that it came. Um, really good result. We're happy about John Rom. Happy a PGA guy won. Yeah, me too. Although it is interesting, you know, Mickelson, Kepka, and Patrick Reed, top, top five. Yeah. So three live players in the top five for the Masters. That's pretty crazy. All right, let's transition to more of local news. Um, mm-hmm. As many of you listeners know, Andy and I are part of a group called the Wasatch Tour. Twelve of us have come together to create this group where we play six tournaments throughout the year here in Utah. 
Um, and our first tournament was last weekend in St. George, Utah. Mm-hmm. And boy, was it fun. Beautiful. It was, I mean, the weather Warm. was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was like 75 the whole day. Uh, no wind whatsoever that I can remember. Very um, little. It, it, and we played in two courses. First course was Sand Hollow Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Second course was Sky Mountain. So we played those both on the Saturday. So it's 36 holes of golf, and for some people, when I tell them that, they are just blown away that we played oh, that much. Well, and then when you consider that the day before, we came yeah. down early and we played 18 holes at Dixie Red Hills just for fun, <laughs> so I had to like shake off the winter yep. rust. So we played 54 holes in two days in about 36 hours. Yeah, a lot of golf. And I've got low back problems, and it, I was screaming at the end, but it was it was fun. Yeah, at the end of the weekend, I've I've never had such bad burnt calves. <laughs> Oh, the back, the back of my knees. <laughs> Everyone got pretty roasted. Fire. Every one of us. So, eleven of the twelve guys got to play. Um, for any of those of you that are interested, go follow us on Instagram. It's the Wasatch Tour. We'll post everything and all the results there. Yeah. So let's start out with the first round at Sand Hollow. Andy, would you like to start and tell us how that round went for you? Uh, sure. So. Um, and can I say, by the way, I, I do love Sand Hollow. Mm-hmm. Sand Hollow is a, a beautiful course. Shout out to I'm Sand sure Hollow. M- many of you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a golfer, you're probably in Utah or roundabouts, you're probably aware of Sand Hollow. Um, just gorgeous, gorgeous course. Um, it's getting a little steep. With, price-wise. Uh, price-wise. Yes, green I agree. Wise with all the I think everyone agreed with town. that. Yeah, a little spendy. Although, yeah, what we what we can came to was it was too expensive for the quality of course, but mm-hmm. still great weekend. Anyway, continue. So, um, you know, I I, uh, I had kind of a rough start. You know, I, I got off uh, off the tee pretty well actually. My very first shot off the tee felt great, and I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. And then I proceeded to double, and then triple, <laughs> and then bogey, and then double. So it got off to a really bad start. But I'm so sorry. It's so it's okay. demoralizing. It's okay. Uh, then I then I cleaned it up a little bit. You know, I got back on. You know, for me, like the bogey train is mm. is that's like par for me. Sure. Basically, so I, I basically got back onto the. I actually had several pars, um, few bogeys. Um, I, you know, I limited a lot of uh, really high numbers except for my <clears throat> nine. Oh man, we that I had on hole ten. Yeah, we'll talk later about that. Well, I no, I'm talking about hold. 10 oh on, different hole different hole okay. i had a nine on on okay. a par on a par or five okay but other than that you know I, I i did hit some long putts i had a decent number of pars a decent number of you know just bogeys which for me uh led to uh, higher than i'd like but a 94 okay uh which netted me a 79 okay so not great not not terrible yeah i kind of had the same start i remember I cannot believe the pressure that some of these professional players feel with thousands of people watching on the first right. tee. We had just we had just um, you know us eleven guys, mm-hmm. eleven of the twelve yeah. guys had played that weekend, and I was nervous as heck when I was teeing off that first hole. Yeah, so yeah, I, that's why I put myself in the last group. <laughs> that was smart, very strategic <laughs> and smart. Yeah, I started bogey, 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 double bogey. So first five mm-hmm. holes, I was uh, let's see six over. So not ideal for me. Right. Um, definitely felt like I was hitting the ball really well throughout the entire day. Mm. Um, but putting was semi-decent. Um, the rest of the round went pretty well, I would say. Um, I finished shooting an 83, which is 11 over, net 78. 
So you netted one stroke below me. Correct. So at the turn, I was in first place, and Andy was one stroke behind me, net score. So for those of you that don't know, we use our handicaps through the GHIN system, and um, through our net scoring, Andy was down one at the turn. So the first round was awesome. Um, I mean, there was just a ton of excitement with the group, and I felt like it didn't disappoint at all. I mean, yeah. hole 12, hole 15 on San Hall R. You could not have had it was a more iconic hole 12. So pretty. For those of you that aren't familiar with, with hole 12 at, uh, That's San, my favorite, at San Hollow. Personally. Um, the, the course is situated on the edge of um, essentially a, a big cliff. It's like a plateau, yeah, right? A plateau, yeah. yeah. So um, hole 12, it literally is it's a par 4 that you, you tee off high up from top of the plateau, and the, the hole actually goes down a little bit lower on the edge of the plateau and makes its way up the side. Mm. And it's just a huge, like a, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of feet it is at the it's, drop, if you yeah. drop off the edge, but it's... it's At least a few. Uh, you, you'd die if you yeah. fell off the edge. Easy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you hit your ball off the edge, you just go drop and don't yeah. even worry about looking for it. Exactly. Um, but off way far in the distance, you can see a, you know, a bunch of layered red rock, which is gorgeous, and then in the very, very far distance, you can see um, some snow-covered uh, peaks, which is just a really, really beautiful contrast. So. St. George really does have some interesting landscape. Like you said, there's red rock, but then out in the distance is that snow-capped mm-hmm. mountains. It's so Gorgeous. iconic. Gorgeous. So, again, if you want to take a, a peek at that, we will post a photo mm-hmm. on the Wasatch Tour Instagram. That's right. So, at the turn, I was up one leading the... The tournament. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't look at the leaderboard once throughout the day. Yeah, it was the leaderboard was a little bit of a um, a challenge getting that to work, but mm. uh, I think we kind of figured it out later in the day. Yeah, I just in my mind, I, I wanted to play um, just my own game. I know right. a lot of people will look at the score scoreboard scoreboard this <laughs> leaderboard like I'm comparing myself to professionals. <laughs> a lot of professionals will say they'll look at the leaderboard throughout the round. I was just kind of like. Let's just see how this goes for my own sake. Well, you know, I, I thought about that same thing myself because I, the way I was playing, I thought, you know, gosh, even though we already have, you know, when I was on 10 mm-hmm. and I scored a nine, I was like, there goes my weekend, right? <laughs> even though we still had like, you know, 26 holes left. To play. Yeah, still a lot of golf. That's still what I kept a lot myself. of golf. A lot of golf. Um, and so, but I, but I just kept playing and then I was shocked to find it at the end of the first round mm-hmm. that I was only one stroke back net. Yep. That's the beauty um, of using handicaps with these tournaments. Yeah. It really does even the playing field. It really opinion. does. Yeah. So at the tournament, we were one stroke and it was one stroke down. We started at sky mountain, which we both have said that we love that course and the price was way well more affordable. Yeah. Yeah. And in my opinion, honestly, maybe just a half a notch down as far as beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then. but but not but not the the, the views mm-hmm. themselves are just as good in my yeah, opinion. I agree. The but, backdrops for sure. But like the course itself, a little more towards the Muni side, but still gorgeous. Still yeah, very, the course very I felt gorgeous. like was in good shape, even for what we were paying. Uh, it was less than half of what San Hollow charged. Yes. So, not bad. Yeah, I I mean, if we're gonna go by that, I'd go to Sky Mountain over San Hollow. I would too. So second round went a lot better for me. Um, I shot eight over, which netted um, two over for the tournament. Or not the tournament, but that round. Mm-hmm. So that definitely went really well for me. Um, I feel like my uh, what went best for me during this tournament was my ball striking. 
kept mm-hmm. the ball in play on the off the tee, so driver was really uh, doing well, and then my irons were just on on fire. Really, yeah. Putting was okay, like it wasn't exceptional, I would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ball striking I think is what um, helped me the most. I would say. Yeah. So that's awesome. What about you? Second round, how'd it go? Um, it went much much better mm-hmm. um, overall. I had. Um, so I, I started off uh, a little rougher than I would have hoped. Um, I, I had a great tee shot that ended up in the fairway bunker, and then I had a, a hard time getting onto the yeah. green. Yeah. From there, so um, you know, getting onto the green was a challenge. But then, you know, uh, after that, I went on a stretch of five pars in a row. No, I'm looking at your scorecard, and you had five in a row. Just which for me, four is one putts like that. Like I said, like I'm a I'm a bogey golfer yeah I'm, I'm trying for yeah you know 90 mm-hmm. hopefully playing in the 80s so for me going five holes in a row with par is like birdieing five holes mm-hmm. in a row. it was really really you, i remember I, in my mind i was like andy is feeling it right now and and, we I, were in the same and I knew i knew because you started off not terribly you had you had a birdie to start and two and uh, two bogeys so you weren't playing terribly mm-hmm. but i knew that because i was playing consistently you know at under my par mm-hmm. i knew that i had made up ground on you for sure um <laughs> then i i had one hole where i just made a poor decision um there was a hole with, with uh where my drive went it was a pretty straight hole which hole you, is this um this is hole 7 so you okay. have the a, dr- a drive that might go you know Gosh, what was it? Two forty, two fifty, yeah. maybe two sixty to the water. Right. So you hit, you lay up short, mm-hmm. and then you hit over the water uh, onto a, a pretty sloped green, pretty mean Very sloped green. Back to front, sloped yeah, downwards. yeah, back back left to front right, mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by bunkers, water yeah. in front, um, and so my my ball went left, and I kind of got blocked out by some trees, and I thought, boy, you know, I should just take my medicine, punch out, you know, chip over. And try to maybe maybe have a, a great putt to save par, mm-hmm. but at worst take bogey. Um, I did not. I took some bad advice from my caddy, who was doesn't matter. <laughs> he shall not be named. <laughs> I took I took some bad. Well, and I shouldn't blame the caddy. I should blame myself. I made a bad decision to but. try to hit through a gap in the trees, clipped a branch, went in the water. So I was <sighs> that dro- was your second shot. So right. I was dropping three, hitting four. Yeah, and so I got a, I got over and had a two putt. So I had a double. Uh, yeah, and then here we go. So at that point, it's pretty even through seven. Andy and I bet we're even at that point. Yeah, but then come eight, I hit my drive and I it was the best nine iron I hit all day. Hit it on the green about your 20, tee shot. Yeah, my tee shot, and it was like twenty five feet from the hole. Yeah. Then Andy stepped up and... and can, well, can I say again? Can I just describe this oh. whole... It's a par three. Yes. And, and essentially, the, the tee box is level, essentially, with the green. It might have been a little bit It's down, a little downhill. A little bit downhill. Yeah. But this green, I've never seen... Like, in my mind, it looks like Emperor <laughs> Cusco's, like, Cusco-topia <laughs> from the movie, where it's, like, just this sharp peak yep. with, like, a little flat... Teening at the end, it's a plateau it, for sure. So it's this hard again. It's this kind of hard sloping, you know, back left to front right. Yeah. Um, and it's it's got a hill on either side, a hill on front and back. So if you don't land on this green, you are you're for sure chipping up onto a sloped green. Yeah. If it's not on the green, it's off. So I I, I hit it. I hit my my tee shot pretty well actually, but it was just was a little bit fat, and so mm-hmm. it came up short, rolled back to the bottom of the hill. I bladed it over. 
it hits the flag. Yes, I was standing Thank there. goodness. And the ball was head height for me. Yeah. And I was standing near the flag, and it hit the flag of the pin. Yeah. And, like, slowed it down. Thank goodness. So it was a lucky drop. Yeah. So I, my ball, luckily, was on, on the backside. Yep. I chipped it up and got it on. Yeah. And then it slowly rolled oh, off that was, the left side of the green. Because I was standing at the bottom of the hill just watching this ball. I was like, that's not standing mm-hmm. up. So there I am sitting, let's see, one, two, sitting three. Hitting four. Off the edge, hitting four. I chip four up and get it barely on the green, just below the hole. Rolls off. And it rolls back. So I'm sitting four, hitting five. I chip it up onto the green, just short of the pin. It rolls back. I'm sitting so five, surely. hitting six. <laughs> so I chip it all the way up over the, over the hole. I'm 20 feet to putting seven for par. And Not I drain par- and yeah. I drain. Or excuse me, uh, putting putting seven for a quad. Quad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I drain the putt. You drain the putt. Thank goodness. Clutch putting by Andy. Thank goodness. Yeah, I was standing at the bottom of this hill watching this, and I think I remember saying to you because I can relate. I've been there. It happened to me many times. I think I said something like, "Just take a moment, like take a," and you did. But like, just because in my mind when that happens, my mind is racing, and I just want to crush the ball see that's the frustrating thing about golf for me though is in the, there i will admit there are times when i get in situations like that where i start to freak out i start mm-hmm. to get angry whatever but for the most part i am not you held it mad. together i'm not freaking out yeah i'm just saying okay i try to be too aggressive and, and getting it you know close to the hole and, and below the pin mm-hmm. so just try a little bit more and it just wasn't enough mm-hmm. And so each time it was just like, oh man, like that's the frustrating thing about golf for me is I don't feel like I freak out. I don't feel like I. Yeah, I would say you don't. You know, but all of a sudden I just lose it. Where does it go? Anyway, so this is the golf hole that led me to having later that night. I think I told you this. I had a yeah. dream. You got to tell everyone. You got to tell, tell our listeners about this. This was a pretty, cata- not like, catastrophic, the, but it was a pretty yeah, like, pivotal this hole is, for This Andy. is pretty Freudian. Um I had a dream that I was in San Francisco at the bottom of those big, <laughs> long streets. <laughs> the, bit of, the bottom of those big, long streets that are like super, super steep. Yeah. And I'm, I've got a wedge, and I'm just chipping a ball to the top, and it rolls back. And I chip it to the top, and it rolls back. And I chip it to the top for like nine hours in this dream. Oh, my gosh. So, so just to put some context, I parred that hole, so it was a pretty big swing. Yeah, it was pretty Because, again, gnarly. Andy and I were neck and neck at that point. So at, at that point, I thought, there it's goes open. my weekend. But No chance. Fast forward, I mean, the rest of the round, looks like you had a couple more pretty bad I had holes. A, a couple, you know, I had a, a double and a triple. But then I, I basically did what I do. I, I, I had uh, a, a several bogeys, mm-hmm. which is basically par for me. Yep. Um, and then I had a, a birdie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice. And um, that got me close enough. I didn't realize it at the time, but coming into like 16, 17, I was only like three or four strokes back from you. I'd say maybe even two. Yeah, yeah. closer. So but put it in context, when Andy had his quad on that par three, I bet you you were ahead at that point. Because if you, you look so? at, yeah, because um, starting the back nine, you had a pretty rough stretch besides the birdie, and mine was pretty s- steady. Mm-hmm. So you did have you had two doubles, the two doubles and two bogeys and four pars. So I would say around seventeen, I was maybe up two strokes, maybe yeah. three. Well, you also birdied <clears throat> on seventeen. To put seventeen up is three. where I got. So that is, I should uh, correct myself. I did check the scoreboard at that point on the tee box at six at seventeen. I was like, okay, 
I think I had a three-stroke lead at that point. Yeah. Or two-stroke lead. You had a two-stroke lead, and then you birdied, which would have put you up three strokes. Yeah. Then you bogeyed on 18. And you I parred. parred on 18, which brought me back to two. So, yeah, it was a good finish for me. 17, I teed off, and it couldn't have been better. It was a right or left to right fade into this little mm-hmm. goalie that put me within like 75 yards, and I and made my putt. And this, this was the dog leg right, like a hard dog leg. And we were hitting into the sun. Hitting into the sun, no couldn't one could see, see the ball. Couldn't see a thing. Yours cut, mm-hmm. mine did not. Yeah. Mine went OB. So, and on I ended 18, up settling for a bogey. We both on that teed hole. off. And then I will say, my of the entire tournament, my favorite shot for me was. Um, 18, I hit out of bounds, so I had to take a drop. Mm-hmm. It's par five. So my second shot, I was about 210, and I hit the best seven iron of the day. Really? Yeah, I just flushed it. Because I was pretty nervous. It's a I was great like, okay, feeling. I need to put this on mm-hmm. on the green to keep you know the lead. And so. Yeah. I had, so I played this course again the next week for this family tournament that mm-hmm. I'll talk about in a minute. I had that same shot you just talked about. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult from there. Yeah, it was a... Probably my best shot of the day. Very, very good. Because you're sitting on a uh, on an uphill lie, mm-hmm. side lie, away from the hole. Yeah. And there are houses on the left and a bunch of OB on the right. Yeah. So you have to hit a perfect shot to get anywhere up near the green. Yeah. Or you're either OB on the left in the houses or OB right into mm-hmm. the crap. Yep. So it was a fun ending. I ended up winning the tournament by two strokes over Andy. I feel very fortunate, but uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. It was fun. It was fun coming in knowing that it was you and I. At the yeah. End. Uh, that's why I think this handicap system makes it really fun. It's perfect. So, so yeah, overall, that was such a great way to start the, the season for the yeah, Wasatch Lots Tour. of fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. Uh, as far as podium goes, my brother, AJ Proctor, mm-hmm. came in third place. Yes, he did. So, congrats to AJ. Yeah, um, we should say total scores. Let's take a look here. Oh, yes. So, I finished with a weekend 185. Which was, goodness, 41 over for two <laughs> rounds. Um, that sounds like so much. That's all right. Uh, 41 over, which netted about 10 over. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 over par for, for myself. Uh, you shot a 163 over the weekend. That's pretty respectable. It's about yeah. nine and a half strokes over. Mm-hmm. Over par, you uh, you netted uh, eight over for the weekend. So And then AJ shot 175, which is 31 over, netted 16 over. So it really was just you and I the whole day. Yeah, yeah. So the net, there were about sixteen or sorry, uh, six strokes between my brother and I. But but really, I mean, if you look at net, I mean, gosh, it was. Yeah, I guess AJ was in it, but then fourth on. No offense to everyone else, but <laughs> yeah, it, I again, I the way winter rust. It totally was like I I do not anticipate playing uh, that much better than everyone else the rest of the year because it definitely had winter rust for everyone on yeah. the tour. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Because there are a lot of guys on our tour. In fact, I'd say everyone are all really good golfers, and they just didn't yeah. play well. And well, I especially, like, you look at round. you look at some of these guys that, like, for example, <clears throat> like, uh, Alex mm-hmm. is, what, he's like a three and a half. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I only shot five strokes worse than him mm-hmm. this weekend. So he, he had a rough time. Yeah. You know, Brock, uh, for the whole weekend, uh, he only shot about nine strokes better than me, mm-hmm. which is not typical for him. He yeah. usually would blow me out of the water, gross. Um, same thing with Dan Holiday. Dan Holiday usually would, would blow me out of the water yeah. with gross scoring, and he only shot about nine strokes better than me. So um, Definitely went a rust. And then other golfers that are you know usually more around my same skill level that would have shot you know same thing, maybe you know bogey golf, 
um, they shot much higher. So, um, so that's tournament one of six. Next one is on May twentieth. Mm-hmm. It will be at uh, Valley View Golf Course in um, Kaysville, Utah. Mm-hmm. The Valley Championship. The Valley Championship at Valley View. That's coming up next month. So we're all getting prepped and ready to go for our second tournament of the Wasatch Tour. Okay, Andy. The fun part about this was we had a great weekend. St. George was so pretty. We all came back to Salt Lake, and then you got to go back down and play in a family tournament on the same course we just played. I did, yeah. So we, we um, every year uh, in my my family, the my mom's side of the family, which is the Shetler group, mm-hmm. we play um, a tournament to commemorate my grandpa um, and... Um, now that my grandma's passed away, I, I kind of also, even though we've only really kept it in his name, <laughs> yeah. and almost only, only the guys go down, uh, I, I use it as an opportunity to remember uh, Gordon Shetler, my mm-hmm. grandpa on my, on my mom's Gordon. side, and uh, Dorothy Shetler, my grandma Shout on my mom's Dorothy. side. That's so awesome. it's, it's the Gordon O. Shetler, they, so depending on who organized it, it's the Gordon O. Shetler Invitational, Classic, <laughs> Tournament, whatever. There's not really a name for it, but it's, it's to remember Gramps. That's fun. So um, we have a trophy that we made out of, uh, he had some old hickory clubs that we made out of, um, or that we made a, a tr- trophy out of. Yeah. So it has a little plaque, uh, you know, so plenty of space for names. Um, so we get, it's a nice trophy to, mm-hmm. to you know, put on your mantle. And uh, I think we organized it, I think this was the fifth year that we have played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've played, gosh, most of the courses there in St. George. I mean, we've played. Oh, I'm sure you have. We've played the ledges, we've played. Um, Southgate, we've played Sunbrook, we've played Sand Hollow. Shout out to all of those courses. I mean, they're uh, all these beautiful courses. Awesome. This, this year, we ended up playing Sky Mountain on Friday. Okay. And then we played Coral Canyon on Saturday. Okay. Which I will say, you and I played Coral Canyon a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Not great. On New Year, it was, it was New Year's Eve day. I remember being one of my least favorite golf rounds of my life. Yes. The weather was atrocious. It was really bad. We so we John and I had gotten the the Utah golf pass, mm-hmm. the the PGA golf pass. Um, and at the time Coral Canyon offered a, a free round of golf to be played like in the winter time. <laughs> essentially. Peak season. Yeah, peak season. Um, and uh, so we went and we went to go claim our free round and it was like forty degrees. And it was rainy and cold and, and windy. All that we hit were like these stinging Thin, hosel shanks, stinging shots. Oh my gosh, my hands hurt. It was. A, I think we got to like hole maybe five. five? Yeah, and we were both five. like, I'm done. Yeah, like this which sucks. is a shame because we missed some really fun holes. Also, at the time, I think they were doing a lot of work. It's got. They, it's improved a lot. Which, to be fair, they still are. They still have a lot of ground under repair. I think they're trying to put a lot of money into it. Which so, is awesome. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, we played at um, we played at Sky Mountain again. Okay, and after my little snafu at hole eight, <laughs> hole eight will ever forever. I vowed this is hole I eight made, at Sky Mountain. Just for all you listeners, Mountain. I made a vow. I made a promise to myself that I would dominate that hole and get back at it, and I did not. So Andy, it worse. I gotta give. <laughs> I got to give some backstory. Andy texted me right after he had finished the hole. And needless to say, he was angry. We'll put it that way. <laughs> it's like, what's that, mo- what's that movie? Oh, it's the, uh, it's the 
the Saturday Night Live skit with Chris, Chris Farley, Farley when skit. they change his, his coffee with coffee crystals that are decaffeinated. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Angry. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, tell, tell the listeners what happened. Um, Spill the beans. A lot of the same. This one, um, you know, I, I bladed my tee shot. <laughs> So it went over. Had, I, could, I did find the ball, but I, it was not playable. Not so playable. I had to play, take a drop. Uh, again, d- chipped it up, rolled back off, <laughs> chipped it back on. So I, I think I got on in four. And then I, and at this time, it was the slope of the green. I did not putt as well as I did last time. I four putted. Ooh. Tell, okay, I got to know because you didn't tell me about that. Mm-hmm. How far was your first putt? Was it, it was obviously a huge lag putt, right? No. Because that oh, green, no. remember that green isn't very big. Did you put it off the it's green? It's very slopey. No, thank okay. goodness. Um, I probably had 12 feet. You four put it from 12 feet. Oh, so, so the greens sorry. were very fast. They were, I really, they were yeah, much faster. Can confirm. And, and so you have a big sloping putt from left to right, and if you send it it's just a little bit fast, it goes back. I mean, I had a 10-footer for a comeback. Mm. Missed the 10-footer and still had four feet coming back. It was just one of those things where, like, no matter how much you think the hill is going to slow it down on the way up or yeah. how, you know, it, on the way down, it's just, it was, the green was it is, undoable. It is honestly wild to me how quickly, like, how fast a round can go under with putting. Oh, Like, four terrible. putting to me seems like a lot, but when you just explained it, like, that's happened to me before several yeah. times. Well, and that was luckily, so... Let me read you off my putts oh, of the boy. day. So, two putt, two putt, two putt, two putt, two putt, one putt. So far, so good. Three putt, four putt. Okay. And then it goes two, one, 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 two, two, one, two, two, two. Dude, so I putted turn that around. Putted extremely well on the back nine. I had three birdies. Heck yeah, that's but, awesome. But I also had for the whole round one, two. I had five doubles and two triples or worse. <sighs> so really, it's a roller coaster of a round. Dang. Okay. So it was it and was a lot of fun. It should be noted that your family tournament they do not do handicap scoring. They do not do handicap so scoring. So it is net scoring. So close scoring. Yeah. So I shot a ninety. So I did shoot better than I did yeah, the last did. time I played. Um, Coral. Uh, excuse me, Sky Mountain. Even though the last time I had that. You know, a par train of like yeah. five holes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the birdies on the back saved me uh, pretty well. And yeah, I'd so, say so. Um, yeah, it was a very fun round. Uh, my calves did not get nearly as sunburned. <laughs> um, yeah. How did you, um, where did you place? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea where I placed really? the weekend. I knew I didn't place uh, well. So okay. I what I do know is that after the first day, for the second day, uh, my Uncle Scott, who organized the tournament, he um, he organized the, the groupings mm-hmm. so that your your you know the people that didn't have a chance to win it, the people that scored the highest were in the first right. tea, tea time or the, the first grouping. Right. So like, like you do in the PGA, sure. right? So the, the players that had the best scores and were more, most likely to win were in the last grouping. I was in the second to last grouping. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I had... I think I had the lowest score, were one of the two lowest scores in that second to last. How grouping. many played? Do you know? Fourteen of us. Okay. 
Yeah, so we had we had four full tee times almost. Awesome. We had we, we had two threes, two threesomes, and two foursomes. Nice. So so yeah, it was it was a good group for sure. Um, and then the next day, uh, we played at Core Canyon, which was I will say the opening hole is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So much fun. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember it. Just I do. Big big long par five. Yeah. Big wide open par five. Um, very reachable in two mm-hmm. if you hit a good tee shot, which I did. Isn't it heading east, like towards the mountains, or excuse me, west towards the mountains with the backdrop? It is heading kind of southwest. Oh, okay, so I'm remembering different. kind of okay. southwest. So really, really beautiful. Um, started off with a birdie. Heck which yeah, is really great. It's a good way to start. Um, and this this round was again uh, a little more complete, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had another eight on a par three. Jeez, man. <laughs> Side note, Andy has told me, and I think he should, he should go just play par three executive courses yeah. the rest of the year. When you look at my statistics, par threes um, are your. I, I've certainly averaged higher over par on par threes. I think, I think on par fours, I average like a 5.1. Yeah. On a, on a par five, I average like a 5.5, yeah. 5.7, something like that. Um, on par threes, I average <clears throat> like a five. So I, yeah. I average like double. Dang. Double bogey on par three. That is the thorn in your side. Yeah, in your game. for sure. Crazy. My, my tee game, my, my tee shots, and my par threes, for sure. So, but, you know, on Saturday, uh, I also had three birdies. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seven pars, which was okay. pretty good for me. Okay. But then I also had, um, I had a few, I had three really bad holes that just can't. And again, the frustrating thing about it, I don't get in my head. I don't mm-hmm. like get frustrated or angry. I just say, okay, next shot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's unexplicable. I just have these holes where it's like, I've never played golf before. It's, mm-hmm. it's like that scene from Space Jam. Mm-hmm. The first one, obviously. The first. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about the other one. We don't one. talk about the we second one. No. The scene from Space Jam where the the monsters, the before monsters. the monsters, they steal the player's talent in yeah. the middle of the game. That's how you feel. That's how I feel. <laughs> exactly how I feel. <laughs> should I change my golf ball every three holes? You That's probably what I should to, do. Honestly, so it didn't win. Played played better. Didn't I? I definitely played better. I okay. shot an eighty-eight. That's pretty dang good. For yeah, you. that's better than bogey golf. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I did win a sleeve of Pro V ones for winning the long drive. Ooh. So how long do you know? Um, far. Very, <laughs> I don't know. Far, I don't know. Okay, awesome. It was the farthest, but I got lucky because the ball kicked out of a bunker. Oh, it was nice. a, it was kind of a little mini dog leg. Yeah, you kind of had to hit it, you know, th- over the left edge of the fairway. Right, and I was headed for some bunkers, but it, it bounced through and rolled out. Gotcha. So I was pretty pumped about that. Well, fun times. Yep, that's oh, awesome. There's always next year. Shout out to my uncle Scott who won the tournament for the second year in a row. Congrats, Scott. He shot a 78, and then I think he shot like an 81. That's a good score. To beat my brother, AJ, uh, by, I think, two strokes. Okay. Yeah. AJ's in the hunt. He's, he's always, always in the there. Hunt. My brother, AJ, is a good golfer. It's a shame he's not as good looking as I am. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, to finish up our episode, we wanted to talk about something that's come um, in the news recently. So, just some context. Uh, if you got, if any of you listeners watched the Masters, you obviously saw Tiger obviously withdrew um, near the or in the... He made the cut, so he was there for the weekend, but he withdrew on the, in, during the third round. 
Um, it was super apparent that he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Walking around, you could tell he was not himself. And I, I personally have never really experienced anything like that, but I can't imagine trying to golf without a cart because I refuse to walk <laughs> when I golf. Um, not should, only that. We should try one as an ode to Tiger. We should, and I would be exhausted after. And before, I'll kick you in the shin. <laughs> exactly. Because you could tell it was cold, so like he was limping mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Like the video footage was pretty shocking to see. It was like, oh man, it's kind of like super deflating to watch Tigers, you know, the mm-hmm. Tiger Woods limping around. It's super sad. So uh, news came out that he actually went and got surgery. He had a sub Taylor fusion. Sub Taylor fusion, thank you. Mm-hmm. Doctorate of PT. <laughs> Thank you. Um, which didn't shock me, honestly. I mean, it's pretty shocking how many surgeries he's had. But after watching him and his gait, his yeah. walking gait, you could tell that something was up. Yeah. Um, but Andy, tell the listeners what the subtalar fusion entails for a procedure. So a subtalar fusion, if you look at the anatomy of the ankle, I think most people are aware of your, your tibia and your fibula, which mm-hmm. are your two leg bones that come down and form uh, the, the top half of what would be your ankle joint. Okay. Ankle joint really is comprised of a, a lot of different joints, but just for simplicity's sake, that's the top half of your ankle joint. Okay. And that connects with a bone called your talus, which is the bone that uh, Tiger fractured. It's yep. one of the bones that ta- in his car uh, Tiger crash. fractured in his car crash. Yep. And so after his uh, fracture there, he developed what they call post-traumatic arthritis, Oof, from just that, the sound of that factory. sounds horrible. So, so yeah, so essentially it's, it's wearing down of the, of the cartilage of the joint surfaces yeah. after an injury. Arthritis is not something you can reverse. Yeah. So um, essentially <clears throat> when he's walking, the joint surfaces are just grinding together, mm. which is really, really uncomfortable because you don't have the, the protection of your nerve endings uh, from the, the cartilage that has worn away, the right. joint surface that's worn away. So right. you're bone on bone and it's just really uncomfortable. Gosh. Um, it's really painful. So they do a fusion. What they do is uh, with the talus and the, the bone just below it, uh, they do a fusion so that uh, the joint is more stable and doesn't doesn't grind, doesn't slide back and forth as much when mm-hmm. you walk or when you do other type of athletic movements. Uh, but it restricts your mobility a lot. It certainly is going to change his golf swing. Um, yeah, because I, I think it's I his plantar foot. Is, is it his, I think his, it's his, his right his, foot. His, oh, it's his back leg. I'll have to check that. So um, I think you're right. I think it is his trail leg, um, which honestly, actually, if if I'm correct, I don't think it will. If it would be way worse if it were his lead leg, because essentially that joint that he he had fused the the subtalar joint, um, it, it affects mostly not when you you know when you if you were to move your ankle up and down forward and backward like you know bring your toes towards your face, point your toes down towards the ground, mm-hmm. the subtalar joint doesn't do that motion. What the subtalar joint does is if you were to roll your ankle in or roll your ankle out, mm-hmm. or basically the movement that a lot of golfers do on their, their lead leg when they are following three, following through, you'll see them kind of roll over onto the lateral side of their ankle. A lot of that movement comes from the subtalar joint. And so if it was his lead leg... It's he, his right ankle. It's his right ankle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luckily. So that's good because... Yeah. Essentially, when all he's doing is pushing off that ankle. Yeah, when you're, I mean, you do have to have a little bit of what we call eversion or, or having your ankle kind of go outward or kind of we call it pronating. Yeah, okay, kind of yeah. pushing down into your arch right. when you go to push off. But then really, you you kind of you kind of turn and rotate and push off your toes more. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come from what is called his talocural joint, the joint just above mm-hmm. the subtalar joint. And um, so 
it won't affect him as much as it would have if if were if it were his lead leg. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to affect his his um, swing pretty pretty substantially. I would say probably it's going to affect his backswing more than anything. So um, here's my question. So obviously now walking, most likely it will remove the pain, correct? At least the arthritis that you were talking about. Fall, I mean, once he's had plenty of time to recover from surgery and sure. rehab and all that, uh, the hope is that, yeah, in the long run, it's, it's less painful to walk, mm-hmm. um, less painful to do other types of things. So I was listening to uh, a sh- or not a show, but a, a, I was watching a video that had a doctor on a radio show, and he was talking about this procedure. And his thought was um, that because that pain is pretty much removed for the most part, um, we might see a, a whole new tiger that we've seen differently for the last two years. Um, I again, I think the the idea is he's not playing this year. He's done for twenty twenty three, which is right. understandable. But assuming that the pain is, you know, 75% removed, yes, it does need, there will be changes needed in his swing and his stance and his walk. Yeah. But if there's a lot of pain removed, we might have five, five-ish good years where Tiger can play elite golf. Yeah. I, gosh, I want to be a fly on the wall of his rehab team. Yeah. So... Bad. That would be fascinating Just because hey, you know I, I, I know I've been about. I've been thinking hey, I'm sure you, will. <laughs> you you did an exercise and wellness in yes, college I did. um you know that was my question leading I know people are always asking oh do you think Tiger will win another major or do you think he can win the Masters or whatever and my thought is well it, gosh it really depends on how he's feeling mm-hmm. and I'm just so curious to know I mean he's he's one of the wealthiest and and most valuable players athletes, uh, athletes in the world in the world exactly i mean he he has got to have you know he's working with the best. the best of the best hands down and so it's it's just so interesting to me to see a guy who um has all those resources at his disposal and yet he's in so much pain mm-hmm. when he's coming back to golf so either he's not ready which is very likely in my opinion mm-hmm um, or, or two, it just speaks to the severity of his condition, yeah. right? I mean, with all of the rehab that he has and all mm-hmm. the, all the uh, practitioners and resources and rehab teams and um, all the different things he has at his disposal just speaks to how tough that condition must be, his, his injury must be. So as far as, I mean, gosh, I would love that if his fusion could help him have less pain. And it certainly is going to require some retuning of his swing. Mm-hmm. So we, I think you and I talked a little bit about how Will Zalatoris uh, went to um, Titleist Performance Institute mm-hmm. in California to get his swing retuned um, to help pre- prevent his recurrent back pain, his re- which, recurrent back issues, which uh, yeah. obviously didn't help a whole lot because he had to withdraw again. And had, I think he had a, a he had spinal another, fusion. He had another, yeah, he had another surgery on his back. So, or it may have been his first, but yes, he had a fusion. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'm assuming... Tiger will, will, and I say I don't know how that will work because his um, his sponsorship deal is with with TaylorMade. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, TPI is the place where you go to not only. I mean, it's not it's not as simple as uh, swing coaching. Mm-hmm. It has much more to do with um, physical assessment and mm-hmm. knowing uh, what your body is able to do. Yeah, and making sure that your swing coach is building a swing around a body. Um, 
that can do the things that the swing coach wants it to do. Sure. Um, and we, I think we're actually going to talk about this more in a coming episode. Yep. But, um, you know, that's a big thing out there for, for every golfer. Um, a lot of swing coaches want you to do a certain thing with your swing, and maybe you can do that, you know, physically. Maybe you can actually get to that point where mm-hmm. you're strong enough or flexible enough or uh, you're pain-free enough to get into those positions. But sometimes, uh, you know, a golf coach who is not trained in medicine in any way, yeah. they're really familiar with biomechanics, but they're not, not necessarily trained to know what your physical limitations are. Um, these TPI professionals are trained to come in and say, hey, here's what your body can do. Let me talk to your golf coach. Here's how, and then they talk to the golf coach and say, here's how we're going to have to build mm-hmm. the swing. So I, I would be shocked if Tiger doesn't go for some sort of TPI assessment. Yeah, um, you'd have and, to think and see he does. how he can. He's going to have to, you know, with that fusion in his right ankle. Yeah, like with his back, right? You remember how Tiger used oh, to yeah. rip it so hard, and then he had his back fused, and and now you know it's we're all pretty familiar with the jokes that he makes whenever he outdrives, you know, Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to make a joke here or there because he because he Tiger doesn't as far. doesn't hit it that far anymore because of his back fusion. Yeah, so his swing changed with his back fusion, and his swing is definitely going to change with his subtalar fusion. Yeah, I think if, okay, here's my assumption. If, let's say, surgery, it sounds like, went well, he goes through the correct rehab that he's supposed to, comes back in 2024, if he, if I watch him in his first tournament he plays, which will probably be the Genesis, so uh, beginning of next year, mm-hmm. um, if I see that his gait, like when he's walking, there's no limp, and you can tell he's not in any pain, he can play the entire tournament four days, mm-hmm. I might change my mind that he won't win a major, really. Because I, from what from what I've gathered, Tiger's skill set in golf has not changed. He still is as elite of a skilled golfer as he was twenty years ago. Like the talent is still there. Obviously, mm-hmm. I just think his body is not allowing him to perform as well as I agree. So if he can get to a point where there's no pain, I do think that he'll have five, maybe five good years where he can win a major, and I think that might happen. That's my assumption. I so hope that you're right. I know. I'm crossing my fingers when I say that. Because I... I, Golf needs it. I have moved the other direction. Really? For me, I mean, gosh, I, again, I have all the hope in the world for Tiger, and I have all the faith in the world in his rehab team. Right. I mean, I obviously went into rehab for a reason, right? I'm Mm. a big believer in rehab. But gosh, for me, I start to see a guy like that. He's getting older. Yeah. 45. Not, not swinging as fast as he used to. His back is fused. Now his ankle is fused. Um, history of knee pain. Um, these young guys are just hitting the ball farther and farther and farther. Unless they roll the ball back, in which case Might I still think it doesn't benefit the guys that hit yeah. long. Or it doesn't doesn't uh, penalize the guys that hit sure. long. It penalizes the guys like Tiger who hit it shorter. Sure. Um, you know, I, I hope that you're right. Yeah, I really hope that you're right, but I I feel like I'm moving the other direction where it's getting to be more time more and toll. more of a long shot for me. Yeah, that Tiger is ever going to win another golf tournament, especially a major. Well, we shall see. All right, everyone. I'm John Webb. I'm Andy Proctor, and everything here has been par for the course. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>